0: I'm author Mark Muncy.
1: And I'm author Erica Lance.
0: And this is Eerie Travels. <laughs> Greetings, travelers. Greetings. Oh my gosh, this is, wow, what a, what a time to be alive, right? Yeah. We have. We have had some crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, we've had
1: so much crazy stuff between everything and yes, but I guess we should haunted Airbnb
0: and all this other fun. So we should um reach out and just thank all of our travelers who are on this journey with us so far. Yes, and for all of you who met us at our recent appearances. Oh my gosh, that was so nice of you to come up and you know say thanks that you're enjoying the show and for all our new subscribers who subscribed at the shows you know uh that was fantastic i you know doing the panels are always fun and and uh you know always nice when when things get to go where we need to go and stuff like that so uh very happy
1: yes thank you thank you and please uh, if you check out i believe the erie travel site will have a list of our events that are coming yes. up right are we doing yes that? yes we... they
0: do yes they do oh. there's a page there that says events uh, yes. and uh it i think it had a placeholder there but it, it should be up now so
1: okay perfect perfect you can find us if you want to stalk yes. us in person come get a picture with me and mark neither one of us are very phonogenic, but please come get a picture <laughs> anyway okay
0: anyway.
1: so today's episode Well, well first we have some news what? Before we get into today's episode, I don't know if you saw this yet, but there was a Bigfoot sighting. Oh. And this um, gentleman, uh, apparently, let me just pull this up here, photographed a Bigfoot. So
0: this Whereabouts?
1: was- Um, It's actually Coast to Coast AM, you know, one of oh, your favorites. Hey.
0: I've been on that a few times, yes.
1: And it said- Bigfoot photographed by paranormal investigator in New Jersey.
0: Oh, Jersey, yes, yes. A, so know, not a common location that people think of, but it actually does have lots of Bigfoot sightings.
1: Yeah, which is interesting. So what he said was this photograph was taken in New Jersey, um, and it believes he thinks it's a Bigfoot watching him from a distance. Right, he was three to four hundred feet away, so he zoomed in on it, and he's walking along these railroad tracks. So it's not super close, but there definitely is something there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And he uh, apparently, then he said the creature started walking towards him, came, quote unquote, right towards me. And so in a possibly threatening manner, I'm not sure how you could tell this. And um, so they think it's either a Sasquatch or a
0: dog man. I I haven't
1: heard of it. What is a
0: dog man? Now, Dogman is uh, something we are going to discuss. Uh, some people can conflate it with the Uh It. Every person who's described one to me will 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 say these exact same words. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but it looked like a freaking werewolf, and they don't say. F freaking they say the other f word
1: um, oh so, you mean fucking we're allowed to say yeah. that on here i'll say oh we are okay
0: i, I saw like yeah. pg-13 we have explicit
1: ratings sometimes right. no, this one does <laughs>
0: that's good 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 so all right anyway all
1: right. so uh we'll include the um link in the show notes you guys can take a look at the video yeah tell us for yourself what you think this is or anything but um it, it definitely it comes out of the woods it definitely looks like a Sasquatch. I
0: will be. say, you know, I get a lot of people emailing me their sightings, emailing me the things they've seen and all that, and a lot of that comes from a uh truck drivers, b train conductors and people who work on the train system. Oh, uh, so those um you know not exactly unheard of seeing stuff along train tracks. So
1: Yeah, no, I'm um, so right along the train tracks, he's walking. Of course, if you're going to go walking Be careful. And if you're going up to this area of New Jersey, no one should go Sasquatch hunting. That's not a good idea. No,
0: no, 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 no. If if, if anything, they should be a protected species. I know they've tried to pass that a few times in several states, uh, but everybody's afraid to put the law on the books, you know, because then they admit that it exists. And it's like, no, just if, if these things don't exist, they're obviously endangered because, you know, they're not everywhere. So.
1: Exactly. So we'd love to hear. Please throw in the show notes. Um, not the show notes. I can use my actual words. Throw comments and things like that and let us know what you guys think this is, because we would love to hear your thoughts. But we're not talking about Bigfoot today. Oh
0: no, no, no. no what no, are we no. talking
1: about today, Mark?
0: We are talking about one of my favorite cryptids of all time because they just had their first festival uh, at the end of March 2023. They had the first ever Loveland Frogman Festival. Uh, and and uh, you know, I wanted to be there so badly, but uh things, you know, the world you know prevented me from joining them this year. But I do intend to be there next year because it looked amazing. Um and, and we'll
1: include the link in the show notes so that yes. if you guys want to go to the frogman festival next year, you know how to find it.
0: Yes, definitely. It is uh an incredible, incredible! Wow, I was—I—I I can't believe that they finally pulled it off. It's, you know, we're we are participating in the uh, the, the Mothman Festival this year, so we are allowed yes. to announce that now, and uh, which is a huge festival for cryptid lovers. I hope this one grows just as big. It's, uh, it, I and mean, it started strong, so can't go wrong with that. But what is the Loveland Frogman, you ask? Right, I
1: was going to ask that because. I personally have never heard of the Loveland frog man.
0: Okay. So, well, it's actually frog men. Men. are multiple. There are
1: multiple. multiple. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right.
0: So it's, so let's, you know, to describe Loveland a little bit, it's north of Cincinnati. It's right along the Little Miami River, which was one of the three rivers that flows into Cincinnati. Uh, And it's a, and it's, this kind of community and it's actually like right in between three counties so it's just loveland is its own unique little area and um so the story goes because you always gotta have the story goes right yes (laughs) this one's hard to pin down the initial sighting Uh, but sometime in 1955 early summer most everybody agrees it was in may okay um and That it's, there are a few different versions of this, but the main version is there's a a, this unnamed businessman and he saw this creature on the side of the road that as he's driving along through Loveland, right along the river, his headlights hit it and it is about three or four feet tall and covered in a leathery skin. That's, um, it says it, an erect, bipedal creature with the head of a frog and webbed hands and feet deep wrinkles on the skin you know and of course you know as the story is told it the the details get more and more detailed but i'm sure when he originally saw it he just said there's a freaking frog uh standing on the side of the road and it appeared to be head uh hairless and okay. um and then was it hitchhiking uh no but what it is is he pulls over uh somewhere near branch hill uh which is uh the road near there and um and it's you know not a well-lit area i've been there many times it is very dark area so none of these roads are well lit uh, to this day and um and there are lots of little bridges that crisscross the area the river there so um so some of the stories say it takes place on a bridge. Some of the stories say it takes place on this bend in the road. Okay. It, but anyway, as he gets closer, he's like, he parks and he's like trying to watch it and he starts getting closer. It goes over the guardrail and okay. then it sees two other ones standing there and he starts getting close to him and they are agitatedly talking to each other, uh, you know, having some sort of conversation uh, apparently not going well for for them. Something's wrong.
1: So he uh, didn't follow the bigfoot guy we discussed earlier that left with the agitation.
0: Right. He kept going. He's forward. like, I want to see it. what's going on. All right, now here's where you're going to love it. He makes a noise. Oh no! Guess what happens with the frog? It turns. It looks at him, and it pulls a wand.
1: Uh, wait, wait, <laughs> <laughs> ah, hold on, hold on, yep. Ooh, ah, hold on. Okay,
0: um, can you repeat that, Mark? I'm sorry, because I was too busy laughing. Yes, it pulls <laughs> a long cylindrical metal object, as one might say, a wand, a magic wand. Well, a long cylindrical metal object. Could
1: also be other
0: nefarious things, but we'll go with wand. Wand. That's and it fine, emits, it's the 50s. <laughs> it emits uh, flashes, sparks, or some sort of pulse of light from the end of it. And okay. that's when he's like, holy crap, I'm out of here. I don't want to get shot by lightning. And he runs. And, okay. And that's the last we see. The other two frogs jump in the water as he is turning and running. Uh, so the,
1: he was fine with multiple frogmen, but the magic it, part of this was, that was it.
0: It pulls a wand. That's it. I'm done. You know, I'm out of there. So I, I, and that's a good rule of thumb. If you're cryptid that you're chasing pulls a wand or other metallic device that could be a gun. Yeah. Run.
1: <laughs> if Anything does that. Yeah, exactly. Not even just a cryptid. Let's just have a rule of thumb that if anybody pulls a metal object out of an orifice or anything maybe yeah. go maybe just go it's not a good idea
0: so yeah so it's so it's reptilian it's naked it's hairless um it's you know this the 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 very weird river system through there it's um the cryptids kind of you know primitive in its actions so some people say that he saw gray aliens because you know it's very similar description uh but that doesn't say frog you know but you know it could i mean we're mass effect fans yeah you know, but you know uh Mor- morden could be a loveland frogman maybe you know I, I,
1: well he didn't have a magic wand though
0: yeah he, he had his little medical instruments that could be confused for ma- for magic wands. So. okay
1: fine if we're gonna if we're, if we're gonna draw that little strip
0: yeah I just I had to I had to bring it in there because that's honestly one of the inspirations for the Salarians, They said was the Loveland Frogmen. So, uh, wow. Okay. Legends so or from Mass Effect series for those non nerds out there, uh, the greatest video game science fiction trilogy you should be playing.
1: Yes. So. No. It's we're 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 yeah. we're epic nerds. So yep. Um,
0: yep. So that was 1955, and it's told for a generation. Right. That okay. story is told over and over again. Never seen again. Except it was. Oh. And this one we have documentation. So the next encounter is March 3rd, 1972. Again, springish, early summer. At 1 a.m., a police officer named Ray shockey is driving on Riverside Drive heading into Loveland. And okay. as he's there's been inclement weather, he's driving slowly. Uh, basically he says icy roads okay and he saw an animal on the side of the road and the creature scurries across the road and he slams on his brakes to keep from hitting it okay and once stopped he has it fully illuminated with the headlights right this is 1970 so they didn't have the fancy you know swingy light yet Um, and he went on to describe the creature as crouching like a frog and it went on to stand erect on two feet in direct staring directly at him and after a minute it turns and climbs over the guardrail and heads down towards the little Miami river again three to four feet tall around 50 to 75 pounds leathery skin resembling a frog or a giant lizard. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, that is his report. After his report, other officers go out there to check the area, and they find that the guardrail has distinct abrasions. Are they frog abrasions? Exactly where the creature crawled over the metal, so just claw-type abrasions. Okay. So that is your police report of this creature. Okay. Now,
1: is there only one in this c- circumstance?
0: Okay. There's only one in this circumstance. Okay. And when you're looking at this incident for you know, research purposes, the basic description has not changed from this creature, right? Okay. Ascends sends the riverbank into the um it says into the ohio river but that is actually the little miami river so i can assume somebody not familiar with the loveland area you know confused the two rivers um the um other thing being that uh icy road conditions that he was driving slowly on are not mentioned anywhere else in any other reports that day from that area so that's just the other oddball thing about this report. So for the skeptic in me, I have to, you know, it wasn't 30 degrees or under in that area. So, but, you know, icy roads can happen with some winds and stuff like that. So there had been some rain. So it's a little interesting. Okay. Um, But, um, you know, and a a reptile would not be out in such weather. So No, no, they would not. All right. Because this is where it gets weird. All right. It gave us a precise location this time. Okay. So we actually have Riverside Drive. Uh, we know Little Miami River. There's actually an area called uh right there. The East Kemper Road is right there. So we actually have a crossroads where this has been.
1: Okay. And
0: you can't really, you know, the the guardrail is there still. You can go to that exact spot and see what happened. Now okay. he recants his story a couple weeks later because another police officer uh, this one comes in and he says that um, oh I saw the creature myself I was driving that same road two weeks later and and uh, I saw the strange creature so I shot it with a shotgun and killed it. And it's oh. in the trunk of my car.
1: So how long ago did he shoot it?
0: He shot it two weeks after the last one. So this is 1973.
1: When it, okay, but when in relation to when he shot it, is he having this conversation?
0: No, he's saying that that day, he takes it to the okay. police station to show his friend, the other cop, what you actually saw so 1972 sorry
1: 1972
0: okay um so this is uh, end of March he is because now it's you know it's been a sideshow in town people are hunting the monster all this stuff newspapers are flocking to town because the frogman has returned from the 1950s okay. and a cop saw it so it's got to be real and then the other cop says oh I shot it I killed it it's done and we okay. will come back from our break and I will tell you what he killed
1: Okay, well, we'll be right back, travelers.
0: Greetings, travelers. Once again, I come to you with an offer, a good offer this time. Paranormality Magazine, the news for those of us who like a little weird, a little outside. You know, you know I think I'm speaking to my audience here. But anyway, they've reached out to us with a special offer for our listeners. If you go to ParanormalityMag.com, you can get 10% off your subscription. You can get 10% off any digital issue, you can get 10% off all the awesome merch by just using the code TRAVELS when you check out. Where else are you going to find this wonderful articles and stuff like we have found for you and man the amazing blogs, the amazing magazine. It's so worth your time and effort. So please, paranormalitymag.com and then use the code TRAVELS. We'll see you on the other side.
1: Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted
0: attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. And we're back.
1: We're back. We're back. And uh, (laughs) I got it in my trunk. I feel like that's becoming a theme with a lot of our stories. (laughs) I got it in my trunk. Because what, didn't they say that with the, uh, didn't we have
0: that with the fake monster head one? The monster head at one point was. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So the the salt fork road monster. Yeah. Um, So anyway, he shows, he brings his friend out to open the trunk. And in it is a dead, giant, tailless iguana that he has shot in Loveland, Ohio, in March of 1970s.
1: Okay.
0: Says it obviously was some pet that it escaped, and easy to confuse a three-foot-long iguana for a giant frogman.
1: Uh, No. Yeah. Well, how big yeah. are men then? Because
0: I, yeah. it's the 50s. They shouldn't yeah. be three feet tall. No. Was, was this a tiny man? This is a, yeah, I don't know. And this, and this is the guy who said, you know, he has since said 100%. He shot this thing and killed it. But when asked about the body, oh, we threw it away. So like immediately after we identified it. And so we both you know, he, his friend who had seen it originally, uh, you know, Officer Shocky, he says, Yes, I, this is what I saw. I must have been mistaken. It was a, it was a, a tailless iguana. So you can all stop. And it's, and, and that's, and to this day, that second officer, I have met him a few times and uh, he lives in Florida now okay and he still says it was a hoax it was all hoax you know bigfoot's a hoax this is a hoax the ohio Grassman's a hoax the minerva monster's a hoax love and frogman's a hoax i killed it it was a it was an iguana you know but what about the stories before what about some have have there
1: been any stories since then about the
0: frogman not as many there have been a couple there was uh one lady uh who goes also back to the 50s uh that her story came out later and her name was Mrs. Darwin Johnson, and this was in August of 1955, okay. and she said she was attacked by some sort of creature while swimming in the Ohio River near Evansville, Indiana, so not near Loveland, uh, but she saw it and said it was a large creature that attacked her feet and latched onto her knee, and uh, she was in 15 feet of water dragged underneath and after kicking free, she swam shore to shore with a friend, Mrs. Lamble, and they both bore contusions on their legs and a palm print that stained her skin for days that was green. And, um, and it looked like a frog print. Now, the only relation to the Loveland Frogman is that that river, the little Miami does go into the Ohio river. Evansville is about 200 miles away, but, um. Uh, but the normal fish that travel that area are seen all over those two rivers so if it's something that could swim that area it could happen but there's also giant catfish and very large snapping turtles that are plentiful in those areas so that could have easily been those but so i don't know if it's 100% Loveland frogman um and then now the the other thing is later 2016, a phenomena known as Pokemon Go. Oh, comes out. oh. so we should explain what Pokemon Go
1: is for anybody who may live under a rock because they either played the game or were offended by people playing the game. I feel yeah. there are two categories.
0: So 2016, Pokemon Go comes out for cell phones. It's the first Pokemon game for your mobile apps, you know, for mobile phones. And Pokemon and it,
1: men are little sort of animal pocket monsters pocket monsters yes and so the game on your phone as you went around to uh catch said pocket monsters right
0: yeah instead of like on the game boy where you're role playing playing a virtual character running around this one you actually went to the places held your phone up and tried to catch them by throwing pokeballs at them ironically enough
1: it was one of the healthiest times for teenagers and people everywhere because you had to walk that's part of the game. Yeah. It requires you to walk around.
0: Yeah, you couldn't, you know, early days, they even, you know, they had some car accidents because people were driving while playing. So they made it so you couldn't drive and play. Yeah. Um, and um, it was a magical time to kind of be alive because you were, uh, I remember driving my kids around and my, uh, and my, and my wife, and we would, they would go around catching uh Pokemon together as I was the driver. Cause I had a windows phone. I couldn't play it so uh, yeah no uh, <laughs> i
1: am i i did this a lot with the the other half we, we drove around i'm not gonna maybe tell the story of the fact that where where we found most of the pokemon because they had these little um like what do they call them where they they're pokey stops yeah so there are places you can go and things like that which is what's i know you're gonna lead into yep. pokey stops and pokey gyms and i'm sorry we're boring truckers on the road going hey. shut up and get on with it yeah yeah but, most of the places we ended up going were actually graveyards because yeah, yeah. Graveyards H- your, would historical have trim-
0: sites and things like that because the, game, the company that made it uh, had a game prior to it where you know it was involving making portals and to other worlds and stuff. and so that was they used the same map information for that game. So it was always weird places you know with unique murals or crazy things. But one of the places was Loveland Castle which is a unique uh, place in Ohio history. A man built it, and I, I, I think you're going to go into that for our eerie travel, but I'm just going to hint on it a little bit here. It's a Pokestop, and, uh, or a gym. It's a gym. And so some kids were out there playing in that area, trying to catch some you know, Pokemon, and they saw what they described as the Frogman who went and jumped into the river near the castle now that was pretty much proven to be a hoax it was a guy in a frog suit taking advantage of pokemon go players doing it um so that one kind of is debunked we don't know who it was but we're pretty sure it was a guy in a suit
1: well but- it- you know, I think it's kind of like our our friends with the Bigfoot shoes, which we still have to look into. Yep. Because we need Bigfoot shoes. Um,
0: Because
1: I I feel when we're exploring all these cryptids in weird places and even haunted places, I think Bigfoot should be there with us the whole time. Um, But it is interesting because, you know, you do hear more and more about people doing stuff and with special effects makeup and the ability to cosplay, Unlike the 1950s, where it wasn't necessarily as easy to create a frogman suit that's realistic. Yeah. Now you could. But it kind of begs you to wonder, is it something left over? Or was it something left over from prehistoric times? Or was that original businessman on acid? Well,
0: what's interesting is that area does have native lore uh about this and this is this is what a lot of people when they look in the and frogman they just look at the 1950 encounter they look at the 1970 encounter they don't go any further than from that yeah the 1970s encounters they sometimes look at that pokemon go encounter but it's vital to know that that area some of the natives in that area talked of a creature called the uh, I got to pronounce this properly, or otherwise, I will get in serious trouble. So, it is the Shanahook. Uh, so if those who want to know how to spell that, it's S H A W N A H O O C. Shanahook is how it was pronounced to me, which is translates as river demon. And this creature is specifically described as being a large reptile that can walk on two legs. And it specifically lives along the banks of the Little Miami River. Wow. And it is said this creature threatened the indigenous tribes until they sent their greatest warriors to confront it and chase it. And after the battle, it went into hiding. Uh, now, the natives were driven from the territory by the encroaching settlers. And that is when the Shanahook decided to come back and uh now that is pretty much the shawnee and the twight tribes are the two tribes that mention this creature from this area which ties uh, into
1: our ongoing theme that we've kind of talked about like with the kelpie and stuff like that are some of these creatures like nature spirits yeah that are there protecting the land or whatever whatever, you know form of what they're doing it's kind of like since we don't know what they are they're obviously not like you know, badgers, where you see them everywhere there. Yeah. Um, you know,
0: and there's, I mean, there's little holes and little small tunnels and small caves in that area. Again, it's part of underneath. It's the mammoth cave system. And we talked about the crosswick serpent in the past, where it's a very similar lizard like creature that plagued a town. Uh, and that's not too far. From, that's a couple hundred miles from there. Um, it's you know, this is uh, this is a crazy story, and I love the town embraces it now. They've got the festival now, and yeah. they also have a 5K there called the Frogman 5K. So you know, if you like if you like your your racing, um, and um, and there's just uh, there's a there's a canoe company there that does Loveland Frogman canoe trips, uh, and they take you along the banks and describe it all. Um, now the the last story I got is from a paranormal team okay and I want you to tell me a little bit about the castle first and then we'll go into this last story so
1: absolutely absolutely it's definitely our,
0: our travel for today
1: the travel for today involves the wonderful Loveland Castle and believe it or not the Loveland Castle for those of you who are paying attention to this episode, you will realize based on what Mark said, it is actually in Ohio. So it is a place you can visit. But the history of it is there was a gentleman by the name of Harry Delos Andrews. He was born in 1890. Um, So he uh, actually ended up being in the army in World War One, but he went in as a medic because he didn't agree with killing at a distance. He agreed with sword to sword combat chivalry and all of this stuff it plays into how this happened but in world war one he contracted spinal meningitis and actually was declared dead in 1918 wow um but about six months later he was undead so he maybe is <laughs> Got better <laughs> i got better yes. so um but he uh they, he uh, his fiance had left and married another man. Um, and he stayed in Europe while you know being undead and he visited castles. Right? Um, he says that he had more than 50 marriage proposals but turned them all down, of course. So Harry Harry was saying quite a, quite Same. a thing, Same. but he was in the army, he was a medic, right? So, um he ended up going to a castle and being healed in a castle right during this time of recovering from his spinal it's, meningitis they were
0: all converted to hospitals for a time Yes.
1: yeah well there was i mean there i think people underestimate the quantity of castles and historic buildings that exist yep. where the history comes from over there <laughs> um as uh now susie Azard would tell you oh yeah Yes, um, she is going by Susie now. She made that announcement today.
0: Yes, congratulations, uh, Susie.
1: Yes, congratulations. And also, apparently, Harry had a, a very high IQ. It was a uh, 189.
0: Yeah, yeah, like huge for the day, yes. Huge. No.
1: So what he did, and this actually involves the Boy Scouts, is he actually, brick by brick, built the historic Loveland Castle, which was modeled after... The museum of I think Chateau de Roque Rock. It's the castle. Of Ch- I don't know if I said that correctly, so please forgive me. Yeah. Um, but it's basically a reminder, and he trained um, boy scouts in chivalry and stuff like that. So yeah. there's a whole Knights of the Golden Trail that yes. was put together there. So it is amazing. We're going to put in the show notes some pictures and stuff. This place is absolutely beautiful and if you look at what he actually did and i say brick by brick but really it's kind of stone by stone created the most absolutely beautiful castle
0: that is in the middle of ohio
1: yes in the middle of ohio like you do and we'll have to cover this more in future episodes but there are actually castles that have been created all over this country
0: oh yeah yeah Yeah, quite quite a few and and many midwest some down here in florida yeah Um, and and they're all made by these mad geniuses who just love castles and 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 have to build them so exactly but the
1: but there's more oh yes
0: yes because this is this is is the part i know so yeah so
1: there is um so he basically created this castle it is a replica of a castle right um and again, he put it along the bank of the Little Miami River, right? So he it took over 50 years to complete this castle,
0: right? Yeah, he sadly died before it opened.
1: Yes, he did. And um, he created the road to the castle and all of this stuff, right? Very, very fancy. But there are ghosts. I mm. think that by nature, if you build a castle, there are ghosts. <laughs>
0: Right. Especially when you import artifacts from Europe to fill your said castle. So, yes.
1: So, (laughs) yes, yes. So um, they, he did that, but there are, so there are three apparent entities that are documented and um, you can check into this. I think, you know, paranormal investigators. Um, One of them is a female entity that is thought to be the wife of a moonshiner. So before the street light was put in front, a female entity with long hair would walk, walk across the river, sit in the seats located near the garage, um, and she's apparently transparent, whitish, apparition dress in a flowing gown, and be seen walking up the roads near the garden area and just disappearing.
0: Would that fit our lady in white, a lady in white with long dark hair and with water? That's yes are three criteria. another lady
1: in white mark yeah uh i'm telling you eventually they might all come haunt me there might be multiple so <laughs> oh, okay i need to tell the you next, something yes exactly. <laughs> we're gonna be stalked by the hat man and the men yep. women in white okay the next one is actually a viking entity right Mm. And they think this entity may be attached to some of the swords and some of the memorabilia that you were talking about, the historic things that were brought to this castle, right? And um, so it's seen in the north round part of the castle, dressed in a long, dark cloak, wearing a spiked helmet and carrying a short, wide sword across his chest. And he likes to ring doorbells and knock on doors.
0: Yes. Yes now what's fun about him is one of the paranormal teams that i talked to they you know everybody calls him the viking because he's got a spiked helmet it's not a horned helmet because vikings really didn't do that yeah. uh but uh it is a spiked helmet which the vikings did use which is why i was very happy when i heard these descriptions i was like oh yeah so that's historically accurate so it's uh
1: and we do like it when it's historically accurate.
0: Yeah, because right? yeah, you know some, oh, it's a Viking ghost. He's got a horned helmet. Okay, that's not a Viking ghost. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the last and final ghost, supposedly that's documented, and I'm not going to say that's the only ghost there. Right. Discover for yourself, right? Go there. Obviously, if you want to go do any sort of paranormal investigation anywhere other than just visiting a place, like paying admission and going Always in. Always
0: call ahead. Yeah. Yes,
1: please reach out to the proprietor's <clears throat> be um, mindful and also be respectful of whatever entities spirits whatever happens to be there because they were there first and you were not so you know be nice to them when you go but the final entity is suspected to be our friend harry himself yeah so he apparently there's a dark shadow that seemed to be moving up their spiral staircase to his old room He also apparently likes to slam the bathroom door in the ballroom.
0: (laughs) Um, So there have been several weddings there where they have reported strange things happening. So
1: I don't know why the bathroom, but um, uh, and it was was interesting is apparently when he's done this, the septic tank was about to overflow. So it's almost like he's still caring for these grounds and notifying people when something's wrong which is awesome, Harry. I just got tingles. Um, And, um, uh, you know, when they have parties, instruments, blah, 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 that sort of thing, um, apparently, like, the lamps and things like that start swaying with the music. Yeah. And then when the music stops, the lamp suddenly stops. So, apparently, he likes a good party. Our friend Harry likes to take care of his castle, his house still and has a good party
0: so one of the cool things about it was you know um good old mr andrews there harry uh he uh he started construction 1929 but he didn't go crazy with construction where he really started in earnest was 1955 the year of the frogmen and now he was a you know just it's a coincidence but it's a you know it's a, it's an interesting coincidence um but he supposedly you know was you know he's mr mason of course he's a mason uh but he also had a you know with that genius iq he was a huge fan of the local flora and fauna that's why he built the gardens there and all that to help with the boy scouts so do you think maybe you know he knows a little something that prowls the banks of the little miami river and And may have be that's why he built the castle there. And he knows about the tunnels and some other things around there. So Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: I mean it's and it's entirely possible, but um, you know, the other thing too is maybe he didn't realize he aggravated it.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, that's possible too. Yeah, he may have been the reason to stirred it all up. Yeah,
1: I mean, either way, I think it's amazing. I think his accomplishment is amazing, just absolutely right and it's something what's fun is if you go up there there are people that will tell you ghost stories you can go picnic there there's a ton of activities we've included a link here but you can go check it out for yourself and see if there was um uh any frogmen you know like
0: yeah I mean it's to me it's one of those uh I had a paranormal team that told me this is this is actually in my book, Erie Appalachia, when I wrote about the Loveland Frogman. Right before I wrote this and I was talking about places I was going, a paranormal team reached out to me and I was, I was, I actually reached out to them and said, Hey, I want to know stories about the castle. And they were like, Oh, we're going on a hunt uh there again, but not for ghosts. And I'm like, Oh, really? You know, and they were like, Well, we went out there a couple months ago looking for ghosts. And while we were there, we saw a strange creature jump into the water, a very large creature jump into the water. And it was dark. They couldn't get the light on it in time to see if it was leathery skinned or frog headed. But they did see the yellow eye eye shine as their light did hit as it ducked under the water. And they did say it was very alligator like or reptilian. So now they are convinced that the frogman is still out there and are searching for him as well as while they do their ghostly hunts at the castle. so they they always try to go early and stay at the campgrounds there so that they can look for uh, the frogman as well. so
1: very cool. And um, we do have to play a little bit so please feel free to go visit travelers. It's a great place to go visit. you could go and do all of this together during next year's frogman it looks like they're they do them in march so keep an eye out we put the links out you know to sign up for it when they announce the next one and who knows maybe you might be able to meet the Erie travels team next year at the frogman festival yeah
0: we are definitely going to try to be there uh now there was uh one of our wonderful sponsors uh paranormality magazine uh that you can go to paranormalitymag.com And, uh, and, uh, if you, you know, they have an article on the level and frogman from, uh, one of their earlier issues and they have all their back issues available. And if you want to help the show, you know, feel free to pick up that issue and use the code word travels in your checkout box. And, uh, you know, you'll get a small discount and help, help us, you know, let them know that, you know, you're interested in this sort of thing. So, and it keeps us from being sponsored by some mobile game. That you you know that you'd really don't want to hear us do an ad. It will come
1: into your backyard. So that (laughs) that's our new threat. Sponsor (laughs) us, and we'll be sponsored by a mobile game that will cause people to go into your backyard. Yes, yes. There's there's one other shout out we have to do, which is to our producer Kelly, who's not going to jump in because sort of behind the scenes right now. But they have an immense frog collection that actually yes. went viral so we'll have yes. to do some pictures in the
0: show notes but yeah um, these it, are not it, frog
1: it, men they yeah. are
0: adorable little frogs but yeah. callie uh, is the, the 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 uh i want to say the apex predator of squishmallow frog hunting uh and uh has so many squishmallow frogs if you ever want to get into our wonderful producer's heart send them squishmallow frogs they cannot have enough They're they're building their army for global conquest and uh
1: yes. that went
0: super viral and we couldn't be prouder uh of our little producer there so uh so squishmallow if you're looking to sponsor us yeah.
1: yes Squishmilla frogs if you'd like to sponsor yeah you we know, would be interested but we will throw that picture up in our show notes a link to it so you guys can check that out and yeah. i think with that mark we are uh riveting out of here oh I yeah, get that yeah to let's, work
0: let's 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 get back to work and let's uh you know we, we you know hey and remember claudius the wonder lizard over here is not should not be shot with a shotgun if you see him climbing a guardrail please
1: exactly uh,
0: he, he is a savannah monitor and not easily confused with a frog and uh he would be very upset if you confused him with a frog and our frozen iguanas in florida not very thick up in that area and to be fair you know the 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 policeman who said it was all a hoax he still says it's a hoax so we've got a you know we give him you know he said it was it was an iguana but when you ask him about the body oh we threw it away so you know take that with what you will so on that note travelers we'll see you on the other side